HuntStand is the most popular and functional mobile hunting app on the market. With a variety of base maps to choose from, satellite imagery that is updated every month, the ability to check the weather, no property information, and even catalog your trail cam picks, HuntStand even gives you the ability to import pins and location markers from other mobile apps. Visit HuntStand.com or download wherever you download your apps. Enter discount code SN20 at checkout for 20% off. Welcome to the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast with your hosts, Nate and Micah. What's up, dude? What's going on, my man? Nothing. I'm just sitting here upset because I didn't get to go. Last uh, night was your own fault? Uh, it was your own of. fault. It was your own fault. I mean, I was it shitting was. my brains out. I mean... We did have yeah. some colorful uh, text messages between the the group. Yeah. But I think one of the things I said was I would have literally shit off the side of the boat if I went. And you had said, yes, we were talking about that, and that would have been funny. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we were thinking about it like, I was just like, dude, what if Nathan did come and he did have to shit off the boat? How hilarious would that have been? (laughs) Oh, I thought it because I really, I was, I got home and I actually started to get ready. Yeah. And then I'm like, I can't do this. I can't go. This is going to be bad. And I was like, well, wait a minute. We're probably going to be close to a bank, so all I got to do is tell Daryl to, you know, kind of bank the boat, I'll hop off, shit next to a tree, and get back in. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it would have worked, dude. Man, you you missed a good night. You really did. We were we were on them That's all what I hear. night. You know, That's what we, I hear. We hit a new record for us, so that was pretty exciting. It got 63 in the boat. So, uh, yeah, it was a good time, man, for sure. Yeah, I need to get lucky enough to make it one of these times finally. Yeah, no kidding. Um, so today we have Kevin Gian with the Wilderness Athlete on. Yeah. It's a little bit of a different show today. We're kind of not talking about like tactics or, you know, how to go out West. We're literally just talking about what you need to do. Fitness. Yeah. Yeah. What you need to do to get prepared for out West. Fitness old donut in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. I definitely need to stop doing that. But, uh, so like, uh, in the show, Kevin... As with Wilderness Athlete, and, you know, Wilderness Athlete is a uh, fitness supplemental, supplemental type of uh, company yep. for the outdoorsman and woman. So um, they're kind of like, this is their jam, and so this is what Kevin does for a, a living, and so we thought he'd be a really good person to talk to about kind of the, the first-year person, like, thinking about going out west and what they should think about and do to get ready physically. We talk about all kinds of stuff all the time about packs and what boots and whatever else, and that's great. But kind of the most important part, like he says in the show, is being fit to do it. I mean, I'd rather be in really good shape with a garbage pair of boots than have the best pair of boots and be overweight. Right. And not at, not in shape. Um, it's kind of looking at the, back, the bass backwards kind of way. Mm-hmm. So... Really good show with him. We appreciate him coming on and working through all the technical difficulties we have. Just as a uh, little FYI, we did have a problem recording um, right towards the end. So if I can't clean any of it up in uh, our post-edit, 
you're just going to have to deal with a little hiccup uh, towards the end of the show. But otherwise, let's uh, let's get into these sponsors and get into the show. Absolutely. Onyx. We're going to be using the heck out of that coming up preparing for our Western hunts. So, you know, make sure you get on there, get that downloaded, update your apps as they need to. Obviously, go to our website and you can find that discount code. Um, yeah, and you can try it risk-free for seven days, which is really nice. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, we are actually going somewhere this week, Weber Outfitters. Yeah. Out in Hawk Point, Missouri. Super excited. We're go going sh- out. Shoot some bows. Get it all dialed in for, you know, hunting season yeah. coming up. Uh, Just decided to take the boy with us, too. He's Yeah. So I guess I should have asked you and Andy if you're okay with him coming. No, I, I mean, I don't really care about my nephew. So, mm-hmm. But he's coming. <laughs> no, uh, no, he's going to hopefully get him a bow for yeah, himself. that'll be his first little bow. Yeah, I just he's not going to hunt with it anytime soon, but I want him to kind of start learning how to shoot, right? what it's like, and then when he's able to actually hunt with one, he's ready to go. Yep. Um, and Elite makes one called the Ember, which is supposed to be really good for, uh, for a kid growing into a bow. Yeah, so that'll be a good start for him. Yep. So. Um, so check them out, WeberOutfitters.com, Morel Targets, MorelTargets.com. They've got a wider range of different targets. Um, we might be doing a show with them soon, actually, okay. or at some point. I don't know for sure, but um, there's a lot that goes, a lot more that you would think goes into a target than just like throwing some paint on some foam. Right. I mean, there's some, I mean, if you think about it, how many times are you shooting those targets? Thousands. Yeah, hundreds, thousands. And I'm hitting it right in the middle every time. Yeah, you know I'm, I'm sure you are, bud. <laughs> I'm sure you are. But there's a lot. I mean, because you don't want to throw your money away, so you want something to last. So that's yeah. why we use Morel Targets. That's true. Speaking of targets, Midwest Gunworks. <laughs> um, MidwestGunworks.com. We've, <laughs> we've been texting with our buddy, our con- <laughs> contact and buddy Cameron there. Yeah. Cameron just needs to freaking figure out when he's coming. To shoot some coyotes. Yeah. We tried getting him last fall. It didn't work out. We're trying to get him this spring. It sounds like it might not work out. Hopefully the, it does. The, the worst part is next weekend, the weekend I was like, the 17th is the best. Yeah. My daughter has a tournament that weekend, right? Right. Caden, my son, does not. No, it's the other way around. My daughter doesn't. My son does. They don't play Saturday till 1230. Yeah, so it would have been perfect. So, Because during the summer – I mean, the way we do it, I'm sure you can hunt all day, but you're going to hunt a few hours in the morning and a few hours in the evening, and, you know, that's your day. Yeah. So that would have worked out pretty well. But so Damn it, Cameron. <laughs> we're trying to get that figured out. We don't know if it's going to happen. Ho- if not, hopefully this fall he can come out and we can get it done then. But, yeah, check them out. I was actually on their website the other day. I'm in the market for a new pistol, so going to be bang, bang. Scared for your life? Well, no. I just – Going out west, should be, should be. you always carried the pistol. I'm like, and I'm not going to be with you. Uh, yeah, I don't need a pistol. And, you know, the world's getting crazy. I just want a pistol. So, the bears scare you a little bit? Just no, little bears little... don't scare me. Mountain lions? Mountain lions do scare me. Yeah. Like, that's the one critter that I'm like, I don't want to see one of those. No, definitely A bear, not. eh. Of course, Brandon had that close encounter. Was that last year? Yeah. <laughs> Where it was five feet away from him and didn't move when he said boo. <laughs> so, you know, that's a little nerve-wracking. That is. Um, so, yeah, check them out. They've got kind of all your gun type of needs, Athlon Optics, 
their good optics and stuff. <laughs> Ridiculously <laughs> good optics. But yeah. Maybe so. they'll start using my tagline. They're, they're good, good optics. optics I doubt it, man. I, I I think they're pretty set in their ways. With I know. The ridiculous I know. It's, it's good stuff. Yeah. So we we run all we run all Athlon. We love them. We love their binoculars. Everything yeah. they got. I need so. to, I need to get my gun out and shoot it. Um, I haven't shot my day rifle in a, a few weeks. Oh, it's been a little bit longer for me. Actually, it's probably been about a few months now. Yeah. Yeah. Been a little bit. So, yeah. Check out Athlon Optics. River's Edge tree stands. Um, we do still need to put together several two mans. You were smart and didn't do any. Uh, although you're going to regret that at some point. You're going to have to. Well, at some you're going to have to. But you know, I got a few that I can take the kids with now. You owe me. You owe me at least one to help with too. So that's okay. I'll help you put one together, and then I'm out because <laughs> you got like freaking seven. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yours was a pain in the butt, though. Yeah. It wasn't that painted with the butt. It, it was. It was the. Uh, so we don't read directions. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> type of deal. Yeah, we didn't read directions. And if we, we did read it backwards. Directions, it would have been a big deal. And we did it backwards. And then we did instead of being like normal people, we uh, we didn't you know go backwards. We just had to. We just decided to muscle it. Right. And uh, you know it's better to read the directions because they're really simple to read. <laughs> it's super. And I like how they do it. They got each individual bag. Yeah. Like yep. so. This is A, or I forget how they named it or whatever. This is either one or two or A or B, whatever. So it, it's actually pretty simple as long as you read the directions, yep. unlike us. Yes, exactly. So, yep. And uh, Lucky Buck, um, luckybuckmineral.com. I actually need to get out and do my June dump. Yep, mine's getting close. Late. I just got that reminder the other day. So, yeah, I need to do that. So if you got your Lucky Buck, make sure you get your uh, – your. I do mine at the beginning of the month, so – that's when I uh, usually try to get mine out. It's time. If you haven't used any yet, get to a local store, get on their website, find out who dealers are, and you need to get it out there. You're way late at this point, but better late than never. Exactly. And then finally, uh, Black Ovis Camo Fire. I guess not finally. Still yeah. got reveal, but uh, Black Ovis Camo Fire, blackovis.com. Um, I actually just ordered a, head, a headlamp. Okay. Ba- Black Ovis. Do you need one of those? Uh-huh, for mm-hmm. out Wyoming. Nice. And um, they got all kinds of them, but I did some research and got a Peaks, a Peaks headlamp. Oh, okay. Um, I think it's Peaks. Could be wrong. We're going sure to be camping on the mountain this year, so I should probably invest in a higher quality one. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, and then obviously camofire.com. Yep. Get on there. And then finally, last but not least, reveal buy tactic cam, sell cams. I've got two out right now. I've got several that are getting ready to be deployed. Yeah, I got all mine ready to go. Uh, I have one deployed right now. Just got over my mineral just to see what pops up. So, And they're super easy to sell. They are. Really easy. Super easy. Super happy with them. Great pictures. So, they are. Yeah. So, well, check them out. Yeah, go to our website, and you can find all the discount codes there. Yeah, www.missouriwoodsandwater.com. Let's get into our show with Kevin Guillen of Wilderness Athlete. This, this is the, oh you're gonna do it you do oh, it this is the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast all right all right with us today we got Kevin Gian with Wilderness Athlete Kevin what's up man good good to be here how you guys doing I'm I'm pretty tired myself not gonna lie I stayed Living up the dream yeah I stayed up way too late 
last night into this morning doing some bow fishing. So, yeah, I'm kind of regretting my decision right now, but we're going to make it through. I thought you were (laughs) going to say something else, more like, you know, burning the midnight oil a little bit but bow fishing sounds like a lot more fun <laughs> it it was a lot of fun we yeah. got a we we got a lot in the boat and so it, i mean it was it was definitely worth it but you know there's a little bit of regret there <laughs> there's give and take <laughs> yeah you ever been yeah. bow fishing oh i bet no no never never done that that actually it's one of the things i've I've wanted to do for quite a while but you know i live in arizona and there's just not much of that you know oh, okay there's not like a lot of these waterways or canals or even these kind of like lakes that at least that i'm familiar with i, I don't see too many people doing it here hmm. um it always seems to be a midwestern or a southern thing that it, you know but I, i'd love to it's not, it looks like a blast well you know it's uh, obviously bow fishing you're not going fishing for bass you know because you can't it's illegal so you're fishing for these invasive mm-hmm. species or fishing, going after these invasive species like uh, buffalo carp and grass carp, not grass carp, yeah, uh, grass carp, grass carp mm-hmm. um, common carp, gar, oh, okay. stuff like that. I don't know if they are in lakes in Arizona, or I don't, you know, they got into our lakes because of the rivers. I think, right? The, I think conservation did them too. They did? I believe so. I could be wrong. I felt like they, like, they somehow got released down south and made it up the waterways and then oh. into the lakes. But I have no idea. So I don't know if you guys yeah, even have I, I, those or, you know, have that ability out there. But I don't know either. Uh, I've only lived in Arizona for like nine years. So I, I'm not like as in touch with a lot of that. I actually, I used to be a really big fisherman. And then when I moved out here, I haven't, I picked up a pole like a couple times. You know, we, we have a lot of man-made lakes here and these urban lakes. And um, that's not, doesn't get me too excited. I used to really love uh, fishing in extremes and stuff. And that's yeah. just not as prevalent here. It's a pretty dry state mostly. So um, they, they, they could have them. I just, I just don't know. Uh, you know what? State has an awesome set of lakes and some really great fishing. Missouri. So, so make your way out this way. <laughs> yeah. We'll yeah. take you bow fishing. There yeah, you go. I should. I, should. I, I got a, we got a guy, I've got a coworker who lives in Missouri. Um, and uh, he's only lived there for a year or two now. So, um, he's been telling us stuff about all the, you know, great fishing and stuff you guys have out there. So I, I got to make my way over there for sure. Yeah, definitely. All right. So before we get into today's topic, uh, Kevin, introduce yourself, uh, tell everybody who you are, where you're from. We all know it's Arizona now. And tell us a little bit about <laughs> wilderness athlete. Sure. Uh, yeah, my name is Kevin. Um, wilderness athlete. uh, you know, we're based here in Arizona in the Southwest, which I always kind of t- that's making a hydration product you know we see 110 to 120 degree uh, days in the summer like pretty regularly so you know hydration is pretty key here um wilderness athletes started 19 years ago um and at the time it was really the the only it was the very first company uh in the supplement space in the sports nutrition space to make things specifically for sportsmen for for guys hunting, uh, fishing, trail running, uh, primarily hunting, but, you know, it really cornered the market back in the day. Um, in recent years, you know, there's all sorts of companies coming up, that, you know, with different brands and names and stuff, you know, marketing to, to the outdoorsmen, which which is great. You know, we, we love to see that type of support for the community that, you know, we're a part of and that we love so much. Um, but we, we've been in business for, for 19 years. We, we make a full line of supplements. Um, you know, really from everything 
you know, performance driven, the, the type of products that guys are going to want to take preseason in the gym, um, that kind of thing. Uh, make some supplements and products that are really great for, you know, on the mountain in the field, like when you're on the go or even just like long workday stuff. Um, and then we have a whole line of products that is really more focused on just those foundational uh, health focuses, you know, like your probiotics, multivitamins, things that are going to be with you every day that really help you, you know, kind of keep that edge, so to speak. Um, you know, so yeah, when you've been in business this long, we, we also have a really big, incredibly talented uh, formulation team um, that formulates our products really specifically for us. We don't, you know, one of the things that I think is, is kind of a good point to make here, not many people are super aware of it, uh, but in the supplement space, like in the whole just global nutrition supplement industry, it's very, very common to see companies that are just white labeling their supplements, meaning there's really nothing unique or different about the ingredients they're using. Um, you can find a carbon copy of that same profile of, of, of vitamins, minerals, and supplements um, with just a, a different brand label on it. Um, you know, you walk into a GNC or you look at the supplement counter at Walmart and you could see 80 products. You really could be looking at maybe a variation of like six to 10 different actual formulas. Um, and that's super common. That's not what we do. Uh, it never has been. We own all of our own formulas. Uh, everything that we make, uh, we test. We are, you know, digging through to make sure that everything is meeting the most current research and standards that are actually known to be effective and safe. Um, so we're very proud of our products. We've, we've been, you know, really, we've had some of the most loyal customers um, you can find that have been with us since the beginning of time. Um, and we, we tend to just do business a certain way that a lot of people really appreciate. And yeah, it's, it's kind of what we're about. You know, it's, um, it's a great, it's a great industry to be in, especially during all that pandemic when people were like trying to figure out how to be healthier and yep. they wanted to get outside. And, um, it, we were kind of positioned really well at the time we were like, heck yeah, this is the lifestyle we live. You know, we, we love, we love being outside. Um, and this is just what we do. So, um, it's it's a great job. It's it's a it's a great industry. It's constantly changing, and uh, it's just awesome to be able to help people, which is really what we focus on the most. It's just how how do we help people? How do we change people's lives? How do we help people, you know, achieve their goals? So, um, yeah, it's kind of it in a nutshell. Well, you're going to help people in this podcast too, because that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. You know, <clears throat> Micah and I, Micah and I have been um, elk hunting for a handful of years now, and we know firsthand now what it, how important it is to be in shape, be healthy, and take care of yourself out west. Especially, you know, coming from, quote-unquote, a flyover state and then going, you know, out to the big, bad west. Yeah, um, 9,000 feet of elevation. You know, 9, 10,000, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, like, it's something to really take serious, right? And I, I'll never forget the first year that Micah went. Uh, it was my second year, Micah's first year. And Micah took it super seriously. And he took it so seriously that I started making fun of him <laughs> because he, I swore he looked like someone who had cancer, you know, and not to make fun of people <laughs> that have cancer. But the dude, how many pounds? You yeah, lost uh, like 60 pounds? I lost 60 pounds in six months. Yeah. So I took and it pretty serious. He got real serious <laughs> about like his diet and, you know, yeah. he was doing intermittent fasting and all this different stuff. And I'm like, damn, dude, like 
you're taking it seriously, right? And he was doing all this stuff. And it made mm-hmm. me think, you know, when we were introduced to you of kind of him, you know, what he did back then to kind of get himself ready to go out west. And essentially, at the time, he thought that was going to be his only time going out there. Right. I wanted to make the most of it. So, you know, obviously, as you can tell, you know, I've kind of, you know, got on a worse track and not not doing what what I need to, but I always even every year I still, you know, around this time frame, uh, I'll start, you know, walking a lot more, putting a heavy pack on, doing that, getting my legs up to par. Um, but it's something that you need to consider if you're if you're thinking about it, you have to put in a little work or it's just gonna be miserable yeah. out there. And and when we when we uh met Kevin, that's kind of what I went back to was Micah's, you know, experience thinking he was only going to get to go out to Colorado or out west one time. And so he took it seriously. And, you know, if there's someone in our states or in the Midwest that's listening to this that's thinking about going out west, this is, some to me, sometimes part of the process that gets overlooked. They we t- We've had many shows about gear and mm-hmm. gear going out west and what boots and what pack. And, you know, uh, what single-person tent, what, whatever. We've had a lot of shows about that, but not very many about how to, get, how to get yourself ready, you know, how to get your ass in yeah. shape or whatever. So when we met you, that we thought that would be a great, great topic. So what I guess it, in a, at a 30,000-foot view, what are some of the first things you would say to somebody who's never been out west – who's thinking about going as it relates to their health and getting prepared? Uh, yeah. Well, I, I guess to, to, to back up just, just a little bit, um, to give you the real, the 60,000 foot view, um, when Wilderness Athlete was was founded, Mark Paulson founded this company. He, he had spent his whole career uh, collegiately, uh, professionally, and, and he's trained collegiate, professional, and Olympic athletes for uh, 30 some odd years, a strength and conditioning coach. Um, so monster of a man, super, you know, in shape, he trained football players, shot throwers for his whole life. He's also an avid elk hunter. The first time he went elk hunting, uh, he realized how out of shape he was. Um, he's from the Midwest. Uh, he's from Minnesota. And, um, I think that's a, it's an awakening that a lot of people have. I've had it. You know, when I, I played football and baseball my whole life and I grew up thinking I was pretty in shape. Um, you know, you just, you do the typical bench press squatting push up type globo gym workout you do your whole life. Um, and then you go put boots on and you run up and down hills and you, you know, you try to catch up to whether deer elk or whatever. Um, and you usually get humbled pretty quick and, um, it's a pretty common experience. And we, we, that, that company, you know, our customer service team is awesome. We talk to folks all the time. I would say almost every day. And especially this time of year, which is kind of getting into our busy time of year, who are folks that are coming from the Midwest or the East coast and they're coming out West. Um, you know, all of our Western States here, if you look at the statistics every year, the, the amount of, out-of-state non-resident hunters is just increasing and increasing increasing um and they're not just coming from western states they're coming from all over the country um i think that like you know so what you took you took it super seriously and, and that's i commend you for that that's what you got to do you got to invest 
you know, your time, um, you got to invest your energy and your effort into it. And, you know, you're going to, you know, reap the rewards of that. What we are at big advocates of, and hopefully what we, what we can get folks to do is adopt more of a 365 day a year lifestyle. Uh, it's a lot more sustainable and it's a lot easier than kind of falling out of shape and trying to get back in shape um, every year, which is kind of the, the typical um, flow for, for most guys, even guys in the West here, you know, they, they put the heavy packs on, they're in the gym, they're trying to lose a bunch of weight in June, July for their early August hunts or their September elk hunts. Um, and it's really taxing on the body. And every year you get older, it's harder to get that weight down. It's harder to find the energy and the time to put the muscle on, um, you know, where if you can, if you can kind of gradually, uh, adopt smaller changes uh throughout the whole year um and carry those through the rest of your year um you'll find that every subsequent season you're less out of shape it takes a little less effort to get back to that fighting shape um <clears throat> i'm kind of dealing with that now i'm i'm 33 years old and i and i know for some listeners they're like they're thinking I'm, i've still got it made but I don't know, 33 right now is starting to feel like 33. I feel like when I was 32, I still felt 18. Um, <laughs> uh, and I just I just had my first daughter, and so that's throwing you that's know, what a happened. whole different wrench in them. That's what happened, too, <laughs> you know. But um, so, you know, it just it further kind of emphasizes the need to um, look at your hunting season because, you know, we're hunters. This isn't just a hobby. This is a lifestyle. This is something that we think about and plan for and and work towards and think about, frankly, all freaking year long. Uh, hunting season is really just when we actually get to go out and play. Um, but staying in shape, um, you know, whether that's, you know, your physical conditioning, your strength, uh, monitoring a healthy weight, that is just an extension of, of this lifestyle. You know, it's just a, like we have kind of a favorite uh, phrase, which is that the most important piece of equipment is, is you. And, you know, in the hunting industry, you've seen it, you know, there's, every single gizmo whether it's every piece of arrow equipment optics backpack boots socks you know rifle scope everything you know we have a ton of people out there talking about how important that that rifle is or that scope is or that broadhead is to being successful um and we're just now starting to get to that phase and and i think in our culture where we're starting to look more about us and how we're really the key piece of the puzzle um and we're just you know really just echoing that because that is very very true it is like you could give me the worst equipment in the world and the shittiest boots in the world but if i'm strong i'm in shape and i'm feeling i'll outhunt anybody you know because you'll work harder and that's really what it's about is just being more present when you're out there you, you stay in your optics longer you're you're more alert you're ready to capitalize because you're you're you know you're feeling good um equipment's great too but um, if you're feeling like shit, the, the most expensive gear in the world is not going to help you. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that was one of the biggest eye-openers for me was, you know, when you're hunting deer. Like, our, we have a four-month-long deer season. It starts September 15th in Missouri and goes through January 15th. Obviously, there's, mm -hmm. there's different things that happen inside that season. Rifle opens up, muzzle load, or mm -hmm. alternative seasons. Things change. But – you yeah. effectively can hunt deer in Missouri for four straight months. Mm -hmm. Well, when when us Missouri boys go out west, at the very most, we have 10 days. 
at the very most. And we've never actually stayed those entire 10 days. No, it's usually, That's usually the entire usually trip. hunt seven. So let's just say it's seven days then. Well, you don't have time to take a day a day off. Oh, we'll take the weekend off here. Well, you just wasted 40% of your, you right. know, of your trip. Mm-hmm. You've invested yeah. a lot of money. Time, I mean, and time, even right. though as little as that time is, you've invested a lot, a lot into a lot that. into that time. Yeah, you know, to get there, and it's, you know, like you don't have the ability to say I can take the day off. You know, um, yeah, we have we have had those days where we're like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna we're gonna come off in. the mountain a little bit early, and uh, you know, we'll we'll get back to camp a little early tonight, or I might sleep in early the next morning and and go at sun sunrise instead of getting there before dark, whatever. Yeah. But it's it's really disheartening to not want to keep going on day three. Because yeah. you're at worn oh, seven. out. Yeah. Because you're worn out, right? I uh, remember, what oh, was yeah. it? Is it yeah. your first year or, or your second year where you and I did 15 miles in that first day? It wasn't the or first the second day. day was it? it was the second day. Yeah. Second day we did 14 miles, and that was the longest we'd done at the time, obviously, because that was my first year going. Um but yeah, I mean, and that, and that was a shitty day, but we were ready for it because we had kind of, yeah, he was ready. I was be- in better shape than I am at the time, and you know, we did it. It sucked, but yeah, you know, and being, and, and, and that's just our experience. You know, like I said, that's different because there's a lot of people out there. They do 14 miles every day, or however much. I mean, I don't, I don't know what the max somebody's done, but. I mean, there's guys out there that are just stay ready all year long and that can do 14 miles or 15 miles every single day if they wanted to. Um, But, I mean, for us, that was a big deal. You know, that was a lot of up and down a mountain that we've only been on. (laughs) Yeah. uh, I find that it's funny. I had a thing that sort of just kind of occurred to me like like in the last couple of years where I'm surrounded by – you know, friends, coworkers, and other partners in the industry that are just some of the most successful hunters and just some of the, you know, the guys that just know how to get it done. They know how to kill those big bulls, those big deer every year. They're just those guys that everyone always wants to emulate, you know? And, you know, obviously they've got experience, they've got knowledge, they've got, um, you know, talent, and they've just kind of, they've, they've done it for so long. They've got a lot of things figured out and places figured out. But one common common thing that this kind of equalizes every one of them and, and like what is their key to success is just straight time in the woods. Like if you can just start accumulating more time out there, um, your, your odds go up dramatically. And, you know, even when you have like a hunt that you've only drawn, you know, you're lucky to hunt once a year and you get 10 days, you know, if you can put yourself in the best position possible, um, you know, you've cleared your schedule, you've made plans, associate, you know, to, to give yourself this chunk of time, maximize it by being able to be out in the woods, like actually hunting, not napping under a tree or, you know, just totally distracted, but actually hunting for the most time possible, your your odds go up so dramatically. Um, and, and, you know, a lot of that just comes down to physical preparedness, mental toughness, you know, conditioning and, um it just doesn't happen overnight, you know, especially for, you know, whether you're coming from the Midwest or just a different state, when you're out of your element, when it's a place you've never been, or you're looking at mountains that you're just not looking at, used to seeing, that, that can be overwhelming, you know, but just to have that kind of confidence and that, you know, kind of preparedness makes all the difference in the world. And I, I think one of these days, and I kind of hope maybe no one does this study because it might kind of blow 
put the cat out of the bag, but like it, it just seems that like there's like a time, like accumulate accumulation of time that a guy needs to acquire in order to reach a certain level of success. You know, and there's there's just I think being able to just stay in the moment, stay in the game, um, which you know, as I was just saying, comes down to just being able to tolerate a whole lot of right. physical effort. Well, if you're if you're not in the game, yeah. you're not in the game. And no. like a perfect example is you take a morning off instead of saying, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm getting up there because you, you feel better whether, I mean, yeah. how many times have you and I been sitting there taking a nap or chilling and all of a sudden elk walk up, walks up on us. Right. Like yeah, it's happened yeah. before. <laughs> and so, but if yeah. you're not on the mountain yeah. because you're too tired, then you're yeah. not on the mountain. No, absolutely. <laughs> but, um, absolutely. So, and I, need, I think another part of, you know, being healthy and ready is the, the mental side it gives you. I got a helper next to me. Mm-hmm. What's up, buddy? Yeah. What's up, bud? Yeah, I got to use all of them. <laughs> um, Just making sure I don't get to play with one of them. Yeah. yeah. The, you know, the mental side, you know, your, your mental game or the mental game in hunting has a lot to do with your physical fitness as well. And, yeah. you know, if you're feeling like shit – your brain's going to mm-hmm. be like, dude, take the day off, or I can't do this, you can't mm-hmm. do this. You know, if you're feeling better, you're obviously much more apt to be like, yeah, I'm good. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. But Yeah, there's something to be said, uh, absolutely, for that. Um, just that mindset of, of confidence and knowing what your abilities are, what your capabilities are. And, um, you know, for me, that, that has grown over the years, you know, with the more things that I've accomplished just – even outside of hunting, just physically and stuff, it, you, you kind of can, you can apply that to any hunt, you know, and a lot of times, you know, guys won't go hike to the next range or they won't go glass up on that hill because they just, they already feel kind of whooped getting to where they're at. Um, that can be, make all the difference in the world. You know, it's just having that confidence and like being, I know I've been here before. I know, I know what my body's capable of and uh, being able to just do it. It, it, so it's just definitely it doesn't it doesn't happen overnight and that kind of goes back to you know how how you prepare and how you uh, prove that to yourself and how you lay that groundwork uh leading up to it yeah so this is not going to be the easiest thing to answer because everybody starts at a different base you know some people are mm-hmm. you know like i always say if i ever am feeling good about myself and i want to bring myself down a peg or two I hop on Cam Haynes' uh, social media, and then I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm a piece of shit. You know? So everybody has a different baseline, right? Uh, some yeah. of us are in really good shape already. Some of us are in all right shape. Some of us are not in good shape at all. But mm-hmm. So you can't speak to everybody, but what are some of the first yeah. things you would recommend someone do when they find out, hey, I'm going out west, whether it's an OTC tag, whether it's a hunt of a lifetime, what are some of the first things from a from a health standpoint or a in shape type of standpoint would you kind of recommend people start with? Sure. Um, well, I think the first thing, actually, you might not think of it, it. You can do it right here from your desk. And I think it's probably the most critical thing before you take on any kind of new endeavor um, is to write down what your objective is and literally sit there with pen and paper and write it down. You can set some goals. We have, I mean, a pretty common one that a lot of people have done for years is, you know, the five whys. You ask yourself why five times and it's like, why do I want to get in shape? 
well, I want to go elk hunting. Well, why do I want to go elk hunting? You know, and you keep going down that road um, until you really kind of uh, boil it down to the thing that's really the most valuable and like meaningful reason that you're going to, you know, start uh, pursuing something. Um, I'd say having a clear picture of where you want to go is the first step. Um, you know, if you just kind of decide one day, oh, hey, I drew a tag, I better lose some weight and kind of get in shape lace up the boots as soon as shit gets hard in the gym as soon as you're sore as soon as work happens and life happens it's going to be a lot harder to stick to those goals um if you don't really have a clear vision as to like what your what your why is and for for people that when you ask those questions enough time you get down to things that are far more um compelling you know like i want my kids to be proud of me i want my wife to you know be attracted to me i want i want to leave my family i want my family to have you know something that they can carry on to generate that, that kind of thing you know much more important than just i want to look better in my jeans um i want to see my penis you kind of have that figured out <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. Oh, yeah. hey, that's a, and that leads to more things too you know? so, yeah, that's what i'm saying you got to keep asking the why and uh, you get down to something that you're really like motivated by. Uh, for some guys, that's the it's, it's right there in front it's, of you. It's a big, hey, um, it's a big step for some people. Okay, it's a big step. It's a big step. Yeah. yeah. For some people, it's been a long time since they've seen that thing. <laughs> so I, that's where I start, you know. And um, it's honestly, it's super important. Uh, I, I never even used to do that, and then I think I think I I, I started doing that when I realized that like life just has too many things there's a lot of excuses all around you unless you're really committed then you're not going to get anything accomplished um the other thing i, I would say is f focus on small um small goals like you know yeah you have your you have your you know uh, ten thousand foot goal like okay i want to i want to eventually be 60 pounds lighter i want to be able to run two miles without stopping i want to feel really good on day one Okay, well, what's my goal in two weeks from now? Like, you know, you set yourself up for success, not failure. You know, when you have this like really large uh, beast that you're trying to accomplish, it, it can be daunting. And especially when, you know, um, your accomplishments are slow to come by. You know, everyone loses weight at a different pace. Everyone gains muscle at a different pace. Everyone has different goals. So it's important to set up some good like rewards for yourself, you know, for some people, it's just, I need to stop drinking soda. I, I want to go a week without drinking soda. Or I want to, you know, I, you know, and so I think starting small is really critical. And, and that can even be beneficial for people, who, whether you're a guy who needs to just get off the couch or if you do work out currently two to three times a week. Um, you know, for me, what I always focus on when I feel like I'm kind of like, you know, getting soft and I'm, I, I know I've got something big coming up. I just try to do more today than I did yesterday. And, and, and like that can mean in the gym, you do more reps, you spend more time, you do one, you take one meal a little bit more seriously, you make a better decision on what you're having for lunch and dinner. Um, you start compiling these things, you start making better decisions on a micro level, you start like choosing to have something healthy to drink over soda, or you start choosing to make your lunch versus going to fast food when you're at work. You start doing these little things and it kind of begins this cascading effect where you kind of sit back after a month or two and you realize I've been pretty great like for the past couple months and I'm seeing and feeling the difference. Um, so yeah, it's tough to, it's, it's tough to, um, 
it's to kind of have a one size fits all approach right. for everybody. Um, there are some definitely, I think, invaluable, like there are some core things. Like well, one thing I'd almost tell almost everybody, I mean, it, it, whether it, for some people it's not necessarily true, but we get really fixated on weight loss. Um, your culture is surrounded by how much you weigh. We, we, we have scales that just blink a number at you. So you, you, you're always fixated on how, how much you weigh. Um, you know, it's not, I'm not going to throw that out completely. Obviously I believe in that concept of like, if, if you can't measure it, you can't change it. Um, and there's a lot of truth to that, but I think when it comes to, um, being an athlete and being and make a mistake about it, like if you're going to hunt in the West, um, you hunt period. Uh, even if you're hunting in the Midwest, you have to be an athlete and there's going to be a moment in which, you know, it's, it's sometimes it's sheer boredom punctuated by chaos and you have to all of a sudden be an athlete. Um, I would much rather see a guy not lose quite as much weight, but really make his legs a lot stronger, his core stronger, have his cardiovascular strength up, his just conditioning up. Um, we talk to people all the time who focus on losing weight and they, they, they almost starve themselves and they want to lose 20, 30 pounds before that hunt. And, you know, you show up to that hunt and you're kind of a shadow of yourself. Your legs are weak. You've sacrificed a lot of valuable muscle um, just to weigh less. And in the long run, man, it's not the worst thing in the world. Like being a lighter person is 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 valuable. You, you know, like look at some of the guys that are hunting into their 80s. They're usually kind of the wiry guys that are like 130 pounds. Um, lighter lives longer. It just, you know, statistically it, it, it does. But, um, you know, this is a long game. You know, you got to look at it like, okay, this isn't, I'm not going to get in shape for this hunt. I'm getting in shape for the rest of my life. So I'm getting in shape for this hunt now, but I want to be, as soon as this hunt ends, I'm going to keep doing this. So next year I'm even better shape, so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was one thing that I so, really, yeah. yeah. Like, like we talked about earlier that first year, I didn't know what I was getting into. So, you know, I lost a bunch of weight and I, and I did fine. I did fine on the mountain. Everything was good. I kept up with everybody. Yeah. You know, we all hunted at whatever pace and everything was good. And, but the, as the years have gone by, I've, I don't necessarily, like you talked about, I don't care about how much I weigh when I go out there. I, I care about how le how strong my legs are. And I, I'm an active guy. Like I've always had some type of labor job. So I'm in and out of a truck pulling a hose or, you know, doing something with my legs. So I'm a pretty strong guy too. So, uh, if if you are overweight which i mean who isn't nowadays but if you are overweight don't let mm -hmm. that get you down that you think you got to lose 50 pounds or 10 pounds or whatever it is just being active is just a huge part of it if you have a job where you're just stationary all day it's going to be harder and you're 150 pounds and there's another guy that's 250 pounds that is active more. He's going to have an easier time, in my opinion, getting out there than the guy mm -hmm. that just sits on, you know, at a computer desk the whole time. I think mm -hmm. the main thing is, you know, you yeah. just have to be active. Um, and by being active, mm -hmm. you will probably end up losing weight. Yeah. I mean, I'm mm -hmm. lucky enough that I've never really had to worry about what I weigh my whole life. Mike and I were just talking about before we, uh, what do you call it, recorded that I dropped under 190 for the first time in a few years. But I really don't care. You know, like, mm -hmm. I, I, I've just been, I guess, lucky enough that weight's not something I've really ever had to watch. So sure. when I'm looking at going out west, I, I don't care to lose weight or gain weight. I care just, like, what's going to get me ready? 
And, you know, I think that's probably one area where I'm sure there are people out there that say, do this, do this. But I just find stuff that makes me work hard. Uh, For me, it's playing basketball. Mm -hmm. makes me run my ass off and sweat and work, you know, use those legs. I'm worried about hurting myself. But, um, you know, (laughs) Micah. just because you're old and fragile. Micah throws his kids in a pack and uh, runs around with them. And, you know, that, that works really well for them. Um, yeah, you know, we all try to, you know, stay active as a group too. You know, we're, we're not just sitting around, like he said, that they went bow fishing last night, um, that sort of stuff. So that's, that's all well and good, but, um, I guess that's a good point is, you know, it's not, it's not just about losing weight to go out there. It's about, it's about being being constantly active. And if you're, if, if your day job and what you do, throughout the year is just being stationary, mm-hmm. you are going to have a harder time than the person that's overweight and that is an active person. Not necessarily a hard time. You're just going well, to have I mean, to get ready in a different you're way. You're going to have to get ready in a different way. Yeah. It's going to hit you different than it is somebody else, in my opinion. So what's some um, what's some specific like workouts that you like or things that you would recommend someone try, especially who's mm-hmm. never been out there? to kind of help themselves get ready and it's not necessarily a thing to lose weight just what did what do you do i mean what have you heard that works uh you know i think there's a myriad of things i i do crossfit like almost every day and uh i've been doing that for the last i don't know seven years six seven years um and i really i i love it because it's um it's functional you know like you're using your body for stuff and like i said earlier you know i grew up i grew up you know, your typical basketball, you know, baseball, football player and, and just doing those, this works, you know, workouts that you're kind of used to doing, you know, through high school and college in that sense. Um, and then I, I tried CrossFit for the first time and I realized I was way out of touch with being a true athlete the way I thought I was. Um, so for me, that works really well. Um, it, it's constantly varied movement. You're, there's almost a, a way to apply every single thing that you do in the gym to something in a real life scenario. So for me, that, that gets me going and it's, it's part of my routine. It's not for everybody, you know, I mean, um, what I would say specifically is really focus on like a lot of like strength training and resistance training is, is very valuable. Um, not because you're just trying to build, you know, glamor muscles. Um, you know, that can be a nice, you know, benefit as well, but people often just get too focused on like cardio, you know, and they just, they, they run themselves into powder on a treadmill. Um, you know, I think no, thank a you. good balance. Yeah, no, it's it not on top of being like completely like mind numbing. You're really wasting a lot of energy when, if you incorporate a lot of good, you know, resistance training and strength training, I can't stress enough how like important, like strong legs are in, in, in the woods, you know, like even if this, I mean, especially if you're someone who is overweight, um, having strong legs is really your best tool to keep yourself going. Um, you know, I think the quickest way to lose weight too, and lose fat, which is really the weight that we want to lose, not the muscle that we need, um, is through strength training. Um, it, it, you use a lot more metabolic energy, um, in in that strength training process than you will on on a treadmill yeah and um, i'm know, so. one of the first pre- people that freaking hate running and that's why i said uh, i play basketball because yeah. that's my version of cardio is mm-hmm. i don't realize i'm running 
I'm sweating my ass off and I'm I'm mm-hmm. getting really you know winded. But yeah. if you told me the only way you could go out west is to get on a treadmill and run five miles a day, I'd find <laughs> something else to go do. I, I'm telling you right now, I wouldn't I wouldn't go hunting. <laughs> F them elk. Yeah, but. Yeah. You yeah. know, ways I've worked around it, and I'm not saying this is correct because, you know, I've been working out my whole life, but I don't know if this is right. But some ways I have worked out cardio into my workouts is by, like you were saying, I do strength training when I'm working out, and I'll, let's say, do two reps, two sets on whatever I'm working out, and then I'll go sprint on a treadmill for a minute and a half. As fast as you can, sprint your ass off. And then end it, and then back to your workout. And I've always heard, you know, getting that heart rate up, and then you know, back up again. You know, I guess I think they call it high intensity training or something like that. Yeah, high intensity interval training, yeah. It, it, but just basically what CrossFit is, it's yeah. just a high intensity interval training. So I'm kind of doing CrossFit. So I made it. Basically, <laughs> yeah, you done it. Sweet, you done it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, that's the only way I can get myself to do any sort of cardio. If it's not in yeah. inside of some other activity, is just by you know right. making it a short sprint, short burst, or whatever. Um, but other people, you know, do love running on a treadmill, and I guess that's that's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, my brother-in-law Russell, the one I'm going to Wyoming with, will walk a million stairs by the time we get to Wyoming. I guarantee you. Um, yeah, the dude is the stairmaster <clears throat> guy. Just yeah, choo, choo, on choo, the stairs, choo. on the stairs, and uh, <laughs> scares me. Um, but yeah, that's valuable too. I mean, stairmasters. I mean, it's kind of a, a mix of the two. You know, it is some resistance training. You know, for sure, you're working your quads, your your um, your legs pretty well, and it's you know, it's it's more of a steady state of cardio where you're kind of trying to hold a certain level of heart rate and output for you know an hour, or twenty minutes, or whatever it is. Um, that's a really good one. I mean, I. I I haven't done it in a long time, but I I just I stopped going to the gym that has one in the CrossFit gyms. They don't really have that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But that's one thing I honestly think I used to love just kind of getting on the stair stepper, putting on some music, and you just kind of gotta find you just get into a zone. You just go into a mental place where you know thirty minutes goes by pretty quick. Um, and there's definitely some some value to that. Absolutely. Yeah, and he'll do many other things too. He's already ready. Yeah. But right. he yeah. I guarantee you that guy's gonna he he's gonna make it difficult to stay with him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, he he's a hard one Good. to hunt yeah. with. Yeah. He's a little wiry guy. Yeah, for I'd sure. say honestly there there's a there's a whole myriad of fitness routines and uh, strategies that uh are beneficial. But what it really comes down to is you can't outwork a bad diet. Um, you know, you you gotta start with the, the food and your your diet you know what you're putting in your body you could have the the most finely tuned high caliber perfect workout regimen that you know that's ever been created um but if you're feeding your body shit you're not going to get anything else out of it it just it's the way our bodies are created um it's it's true uh i mean i i i think that that's something that i'm learning with time as i get older is that I pay more for the cheap meals that I have and the snacks that I have like right before bed and the junk food. You used to be in my twenties. I could, you know, when you're 23, you just, you wake, everyone wakes up feeling great. You know, oh, you yeah. just, you're Gumby. Everything it's, is it's flexible. Kind of bull, it's kind of bull crap, you know? man. It is. I know it's, it, you're, you're really kind of, it's a bait and switch because you think, Oh, I can just eat whatever I want. If I work out a little harder, I'm good. You know, but 
you, everyone finds that precipitous drop off at some point in their life. Um, and so it absolutely starts with diet and that's, we preach that. And it's kind of funny, like we're a supplement company, right? And we, I would tell everybody who is our customer that like our supplements can only take you so far. This is good, high quality stuff, but like the real foods that you're putting in front of you on a, on a daily basis, every day, like that's even more critical. You know, the, the, the right breakfast, the right snacks that you're kind of interspersing in your meals, the right dinner, all of that really supplements are supplemental. They're meant to really support those gaps in your diet. They're meant to sustain you through moments where you can't have the most out of your meal. Um, and they help you push a little bit further in the workout and recover faster. They're, they're supplemental, but they're not by any means like meant to be the cornerstone of your health. They're not, they're um, not magical. Diet, truly is yeah they're not magical right no now that'd be awesome if they were because then you'd be sold out at all times right but you know it's just not how it works and you're right dude same thing we're all getting older (laughs) and i've started eating better the last month or so uh i stopped drinking soda pop um caffeine which was difficult Mm -hmm. but yeah and i felt really good like I'm, i'm feeling really good about myself last week i'm coming home from wisconsin for work and I'm about two hours away from home, and I'm like, I'm kind of hungry. And there was a Taco Bell. And I haven't had Taco Bell in <laughs> six months, and I'm like, I'm going to eat Taco Bell. That sounds mm. pretty good. I bet I shit the rest of that <laughs> night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was good, you though. You lost a little bit of weight, though. <laughs> <laughs> See, you probably lost a little weight. <laughs> moral of the story, Taco Bell's good for you. Eat it. No. Um, yeah. You know, it's just, it's just interesting because 17-year-old Nate could have just had – 17 double deckers before a football game and acted like it never even happened but yeah. not my yeah. not my age now but um so what are no. some supplements that you guys have that are kind of helpful right now at this time uh for someone that's getting mm-hmm. ready some stuff that they can use uh to kind of help sure. get themselves in that shape um you know one thing that i think people don't consume enough of and if you look at like some statistics we just generally don't get enough protein on a daily basis. There's some days we, you know, like a lot of men, especially men who hunt, we kind of make ourselves believe that, oh, I'm a red red meat-eating guy. I'm sure I get plenty of protein. But do you? You know, if you really look at your day over the course of the week, how many, how much, how many grams of protein do you think you actually took in? I mean, depending on what your goals are, it is known that you should be getting around 0.8 so a gram of protein per pound of body weight uh, that you weigh to uh, sustain viable muscle and to build muscle. And if you're working out, your goal is generally to build muscle. So um, when you look at that, that's quite a bit of protein. So if you're not, you know, if you don't just have this awesome diet where you're getting in high quality protein throughout your day, chances are that a good protein shake is going to be something really beneficial for you. And we have a few different options um, depending on how you're going to use the protein shake. Uh, We have one called our meal replacement shake, which is very useful for people who, you know, they're, they're working on the go. They tend to be on the road a lot or they, they they have an office job. And so, you know, the, the, the Achilles heel is eating out for lunch or getting something at a fast food restaurant while you're driving to meetings or whatever. Uh, our meal replacement shake is a great replacement for that. Um, you know, you get 200 calories per serving, 18 grams of protein per serving, um, really good breakdown of your macros, your, your carbs, your fats. 
Um, we have really a lot of really highly like one thing about all of our protein shakes that a lot of people don't realize why they feel so good on it is because we put these things in them called proteases. They're protein digesting enzymes. Um, most protein shakes out there on the market don't use that. And so everyone's probably had that feeling where they drink a protein shake and they just, they fart all day or they just have like GI issues all day. Yeah. You won't feel that with ours because those proteases help break down those proteins and digest them really quickly. Um, just taking a lot of the emphasis on, you know, responsibility off of what is existing in your gut. So high quality protein shake, we've got a couple options. So meal replacement, protein plus, they can both be used differently. You know, protein plus is a little bit leaner, it's a little bit less calorically heavy. Um, that is a great way to start your day. Great way post-workout, pre-workout to have just good strength in your body. Another one, if you're someone who's trying to lose weight, um, our, we have a, a product called Lean Life. It's a pill you take twice a day. Um, it's really a metabolism booster, but it works in a tandem of ways. Uh, it's not just boosting your metabolism, but it also helps curb your appetite. And it also helps uh, helps you feel more satiated, just more full with eating less food. You know, in America, we just, our portion controls are out of control. You know, we just, we eat not to the point of being full and sustained. We eat to when we just, our plate's clean. Um, and we've just lost control of that. So Lean Life, we use an ingredient there called Garcinia Gambogia. Uh, one of its main functions is to help the release of serotonin, which is kind of that feel-good hormone in your brain that tells me I'm full, I'm good, I don't need anything. It helps you release that more readily. Um, and so when you used to have to eat a meal like this big before you started to feel good, it helps you cut down on the need to eat much. And a lot of people, when they're on Lean Life, they just they just don't have those snacky cravings. They don't feel quite as hungry. Um, so you're burning more energy because there's some caffeine in it. It gives you more energy for just being a more active person. It cuts down on your cravings. Uh, and it helps you mobilize the stored fat in your body as well, too. So, um Again, before I get too into the weeds, all of this, we have a lot of great information on all of our products on our website. So if anybody just kind of wants to dive more into it, um, our, our website, wildernessathlete.com, we've got a lot of great information on all of our products. Um, so those two are huge. But if you kind of want one of these just one-stop shop-like kit where it kind of has a whole program for you for a full month and has a lot of different products, we make a program called the 28-Day Reboot. Um, it's an incredible stack of all of our key products with the goal of, you know, we call it muscle management, losing fat, not muscle. Um, that's something that we have to kind of change the language we use in our culture, because a lot of people used to think if I just weigh less, I'll be a healthier person. Um, which isn't true. You know, if you, if you, if you starve yourself or if you're not eating the right nutrients to support viable muscle, and you start losing that muscle because your, your body will start to catabolize valuable muscle for energy because you're not giving it the energy it needs. Um, you're going to have a, a rough go of it. Like there's, there's a, a lot of studies that show the most rapid decline in health as we age is reflecting of people who have the least amount of viable muscle um, in their body. So we're really big believers in feeding the muscle, uh, sustaining the muscle, uh, growing that muscle. So the, the stack we give you, like the, the program, I mean, it has a meal plan in there. It has a routine for all your supplements. It has a workout program. It's a great, it's a great zero to hero. 
get that first month under your belt, get some momentum built and figure out what products you really like. Um, it really is about um, supporting muscle and, and you will lose some weight for sure. Some people lose 20 pounds, some people lose seven pounds, but without a doubt, you'll come out at the end of that just feeling good, you know, feeling stronger, feeling energized, feeling, you know, healthy energy. Um, so those are, I mean, some of the key ones. I would say to hydrate and recover, that's our hallmark product. Um, you won't find a better hydration electrolyte product in the world. In my opinion, we've, we look constantly, um, very low sugar, really critically balanced electrolytes, a lot of other good adaptogenic herbs, minerals, vitamins. It's a great drink, especially, I mean, it tastes really good, but like when you're in the heat and you're dehydrated, you're cramping, uh, it, it the, nothing else, you know, replenishes you the way that will too. And that's, that's a part of that kid as well. I, uh, I believe I had some of that. I've never, I've never taken like, it's just water. I always just drink water. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. we were out one year and Russell had hydrate and recover. And I'm like, what the hell is this? You know? And he's like, it just helps rehydrate <laughs> you quicker. And it even like. Yeah. To me, it it felt different too. Like it felt like you were, or you. Hydrated. It was you. It was Amy that had some stuff one time, long several years ago, that you also yeah. let me try. Yeah. And remember, I drink. I, I remember even drinking. I was like, it feels like I'm drinking. Well, it's got a little flavor like, to it, but a it little flavor, better. sure. I mean, yeah, it just it felt people. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what the statistics are, but there's a lot of people that are walking around that are dehydrated and don't <laughs> even know it. I mean, yeah. that's a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, water water's king, right? Like, <clears throat> you can drink water until the cows come home, and a lot of people do, and they think, well, I'm good. I drink a ton of water. It, not the full story. you got to replace those electrolytes. You know, having that uh, – that that you can really – what's it's called uh, – I'm not totally spacing on on the on the term, but it's where you have overwatered blood. Essentially, you've kind of watered oh, down um, um, the electrolytes. It's um, what the hell is oh that my term? God, I'm totally waterlogged. <laughs> yeah, that would just go with that. <laughs> Basically, yeah, <laughs> sure. it's waterlogged. Yeah, that's that's essentially what Doctor Micah has spoken. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So electrolytes are huge, and and the other thing that a lot of people don't realize is that like what electrolytes do for like your cognitive function. Um, we have a whole side to our company um, that it's called Working Athlete. We sell Hydrate and Recover and Energy and Focus, but exclusively Hydrate and Recover to companies all over this, all over the country: um, construction companies, asphalt companies, uh, utility companies, tree. Like everybody who works outdoors and has a safety, like a heat-related job, um, whose companies supply them with. Um, supply them with electrolyte replacement because they're required to by OSHA. We sell, I mean, it's like one of the fastest growing sectors of our country. And we have done a study with BYU on our hydrate and recover uh, formula specifically. And it has been shown to improve reaction time, which is really what that whole game is about, which is keeping guys safe, especially, you know, heavy equipment operators. When you're dehydrated, you're fatigued, when you're facing heat stroke, heat illness, um, you know, in a job like that, it's not a game of like, oh, I didn't feel my tag or I didn't. It, it could be life or death. So it's it's a totally uh, different ball game. And hydration is is really really critical. And I think a lot of people, unfortunately, learn the hard way what being dehydrated can can ultimately lead to. It, 
yeah, muscle cramps. Yeah, you feel lethargic. Yeah, you may get real heat stroke and like throw up and stuff. But the consequences of that can be pretty dire. You know, if you're in a situation out in the mountains where you can't get yourself out. Um, so, you know, hydration is definitely something to take seriously for sure. Definitely. Okay, so we've we've done all the pre-gaming. You know, we've we've wrote down what we want to have to accomplish on this trip and we've you know started getting ourselves ready we've found some workouts that work for us you know whether it's you know crossfit like kevin does or what michael likes to do what nate likes to do or whatever you like to do to get yourself ready physically and now you're on the mountain day two what are some things you like to do to keep yourself in the game you know uh as it relates to things like snacks obviously i'm guessing hydrate and recover is going to be with you um, while you're on the mountain, but what are some other things you like to do to kind of keep yourself in the game the entire trip, not just the first two damn days, but you know, day seven is like day one, you know, how can you keep yourself there? Sure. Uh, The first thing before even day one, and I say this specifically to flatlanders because we sell, um, a product called altitude advantage, which helps people coming from, you know, flatland and they go up to 9,000 feet helps them deal with the rigors of altitude sickness. Um, and we, I, I mean, I've, we've seen people spend ungodly amounts of money for us to overnight it to some weird little town and, you know, wherever they're at so they can have it because it makes a huge difference. Um, so altitude advantage is something that I would certainly suggest anybody who's looking to go hunt at 8,000, 9,000, 10,000 feet, and they live at like a thousand feet and they're just not used to altitude. Look into it. Take it seriously, and it'll help you adapt pretty quickly. Um, you don't want to spend the first two, three days of your hunt stuck in the tent because you can't not get dizzy when you stand up, or you're nauseous, you have a headache. You don't, you don't have that kind of time to afford. So that's for sure. Um, secondly, you know, day four, five, six of a hunt, sleep is sleep is for me, and I, I know a lot of people, especially when altitudes involved you just don't sleep quite as well. Sometimes, um, we, we make a product called unplug helps maximize like the sleep you're getting. Um, anything you can do, even just the gear you're bringing, like for me, I would always take a little bit of a heavier sleeping pad or whatever I can do to help me sleep better. Uh, if you're not getting good sleep on the mountain, you're not having a good time. You're just, you're not going to be functioning as well. You're not going to recover. Your energy is going to, you know, go down. Um, so sleep is key. And then, you know, snacks that you like eating. I mean, for me personally, uh, when I, like, if I'm going on a backpack hunt where like, we're not even hunting out of a truck, like if we're going to be living out of our backpack right. for a week, health kind of goes out the, the window, so to speak. I bring a couple Snickers bars. I'm bringing the, those little chewy snacks that I just yeah. I look forward to in camp. You know, you want to stim. You don't want to. You want to enjoy what you're eating. You know, if you don't like this stuff at home, you're probably not going to like it on the mountain. Um, a lot of guys, I, I mean, I've done this too, where you like, you know, there's all sorts of different backpacking meals out there. Uh, tons of options. Test them before you go. Eat them. Make sure you like them. Some of them taste like shit. Some of them really do, and some of them are great. Some of them are like, I mean, they taste like a gourmet meal. We have started to carry some of our favorite ones, like on Wilderness Athlete. We have a few different options. Um, they're all really, really good. And we don't carry anything that like we ourselves don't like eating. Um, so I would say, you know, those snacks, those things that you really enjoy eating, having that kind of reward, like 
every guy who's ever really been hunting in the mountains, you know, there's like that thing you're looking forward to digging out of your pack or getting back to camp to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, so having some of those, cause I, I went on a hunt one time and I'll never forget it. I was like, I was really getting into like a routine of like losing weight, just eating super clean. I was cutting out a lot of carbs, cutting out processed sugars. I had been doing really good for a month leading up to this and I was in great shape. And I was like, you know, I'm not going to use this hunt as an excuse. And so I'm going to pack really healthy stuff and blah, blah, blah. Well, consequently, I just, I, I didn't enjoy. And so like the guys I was hunting with, they had freaking chips in their bag. They had the stuff I wanted to be eating. Swiss yeah. Rolls. I, just, yep. just, <laughs> I was miserable. I hated it, you know? And I was like, I'm, I don't even know how many calories we were burning every day, you know, with the hunting we were doing. Um, but I was like, surely I'm making up for whatever, you know, crap I'm, eating so i would just say enjoy the food you're eating um something that i really like taking on hunts um that really can make a big difference is uh, our meal replacement shake and we also make another product called mct which you can mix into your coffee it's just powdered fat and it's medium chain triglyceride is what mct stands for you add it to your coffee and we have one we have a non-flavored and then a vanilla flavored and it just makes your coffee taste like rich and full. It gives us some calories. Um, you know, there's far more calories per gram of fat than there is for per gram of carbohydrates. So it's energy dense. Um, you can add a scoop of that to your coffee in the morning, or you can add it to like a meal replacement shake. And you're not going to find a more like power packed and delicious, like little bag of powder that you can bring with you um and sometimes that's what you need to just kind of when your legs are sore and you just feel like you need to fill that hole in your stomach but you don't want to carry a bunch of food um you know who doesn't like a strawberry shake you know it tastes good and it definitely is a convenient way to take a lot of calories a lot of energy rich calories with a lot of good protein and and other micronutrients that help fill in some gaps um you can take that pretty quick and I've been doing that for years, and and then I, I, I tell people all the time, hey, if you've got the space, throw in a tub of meal replacement shake, and you just never know. Like sometimes there's those mornings where you don't have time to make a breakfast, or you get back late, and you don't really have the energy to make like a meal, but you need to eat something to recover. Just have a shake, and it's easy to digest. It's easy to you know your your bowels are going to move better with it. It's got a lot of fiber in it. Um, that's been a kind of a little trick for me for a long time. That's helped me feel a lot better in the woods. Um, so, you know, we also make like, we, we made some really, really delicious protein bars. Uh, we call them pack out bars and then pack out bites, pack out bites are these little half size, hundred calorie double chocolate brownie bites. They're stupid delicious. Um, and then we have one that's a peanut butter chocolate chip bar. And then a salted caramel bar, bar super high in protein. Yeah, they're they're delicious. They and like, good. we I don't even take them home because I'll eat I'll eat the whole box in a night. Like they're they they taste like candy bars, but they're actually low in sugar. But they're just they're power packed with really good ingredients like grass fed whey protein and um, really good stuff. So those are great like on the mountain. Yeah, we we learned that pretty quickly about um, our like in our pack stuff is that we just put in garbage in our back, our packs basically. And like, I love fudge rounds and Funyuns gushers. But if you think about it, you're burning so many calories that 
eating calories is not a bad thing on a mountain, right? Um, in my opinion, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I feel constantly hungry, but yeah, finding those, those things you like that, like you said, Kev, just like that make you feel better about life yeah. when you're on a mountain. I mean, you're just, you're burning yeah. so many calories that it just doesn't hurt to have them. Uh, we like be, uh, we like jerky. We'll make deer jerky before we come out and oh, yeah. just munch on jerky all the time and that sort of stuff. So, um, you know, it's, it's nice for someone to hear that because like you said, it can, if you just have healthy food with you, you're going to hate it. You're going to hate, <laughs> you're going to hate the trip because, yeah. you know, like there's no reward to hiking the six miles up the top of the mountain. You're just like, oh, I got to the top of the mountain. Now I get to eat a, a leaf of kale. Cool. <laughs> you know, or whatever. Yeah. Um, so it's not always about like being super, super healthy. It's about being ready um, and your body being able to handle eating that garbage when you're ready yeah. to go. But if all you eat is Snickers bars before going out west, then also take the Snickers bars. That's when it's a problem. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely uh, like if you're hunting, like really hunting, if you're putting in an effort that you know, you ought to be, especially if you're coming out west and you're really, you know, doing it. Chances are that you're always going to be like in a calorie deficit. You know, I, I, I lose weight in a lot of hunts, you know, you just, you can't physically sometimes eat enough food. There's just not enough time in the day to eat enough food to really like maintain a certain amount of uh, calorie input. So, you know, making sure that on a, from a mental standpoint that you enjoy where you're eating is, you, you can't replace that, you know, like that's just a, a key to your kind of your soul and just keeping your head in the game for sure. And I mean, yeah, like, like I think the world's getting better with making that healthy food taste better and taste like, you know, good stuff. But every now and then, you know, there's still healthy snacks that just taste like garbage. You just not the real thing. You yeah. Know, all that kind of stuff. is just not the real thing. No, that's, that's for sure. It, and it's like I said, yeah. it's a, it's a process for everybody. Um, mm-hmm. You know, yeah. we've been through the process. I think the biggest thing I, I want to say to the, the our Flatlander brethren and the folks on the East Coast and the, I guess the West Coast people that haven't done it is, or the out West people that haven't done it is, it's it's not as daunting as you feel like it is, and it's not as easy as you feel like it is. It's just it is what it is. Yeah, that was deep, wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> yeah, that was real that was deep. deep. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's deep. just it's just it's work and. If mm-hmm. if you want to do it, it's definitely doable. Um, yeah. But you're not going to do it by, like you said, just buying a tag and then going when the date opens and expecting yeah. to be successful. Yeah, it, it takes a lot of um, – I think everyone needs that kind of kick-in-the-pants, eye-opening experience. Uh, and if you don't feel like you've had that yet in your life and there's just nothing that's really like showing you – the error of your ways or kind of like, Hey, I need to start taking my health and my, my fitness more seriously. Then yeah, sure. Go buy a tag and just come out and just start doing it. You know, that's one way to just kick your ass. I mean, it, uh, everyone generally goes through that. Um, but it, 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 like you said, it's a process and you know, I think that the best thing you can do is just get started. And I think a lot of people get paralyzed by, uh, the overwhelmingness of it because maybe they are, you know, a hundred pounds overweight, or maybe they just haven't really been in shape in years, you know, and people just, they, they put it off and they think, Oh, I'm never going to be able to go do that because I've been 
I've been kind of living this life for the last, you know, 10, 12 years. Uh, the worst thing you can do is just not get started. And you got to just get started on, on the small things. And, you know, yes, we're talking about hunting. We want to be in shape uh, to be able to go hunt and live in the outdoors and experience uh, Mother Nature to our fullest experience. But what we're really talking about here is just living a life worth living. You know, we're, we're talking about, yeah, it, it's work, but the things that are worth it in life, they take work. And so it's, it, you got to kind of change your perspective of it. And people just, you just got to get started. That, that's really all there is to it is just start putting one foot in front of the other and, and learning, you know, you're going to learn a hell of a lot about your body and your health and what things you do like and what things work for you. And it's, it's just a journey. Yeah. That's actually a really good uh, piece of advice also for on the mountain. Because was it yeah, Russell? Yeah. I think told me like if you're if you look at this this hill that you have to climb, and yeah. you know let let's say it's you know pretty steep, and you're like, oh my god, this is gonna suck. Then don't look up. Yeah. Look in front of you and start walking. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, you're gonna be there. But if yeah. you if you're looking at the end the entire time and going this sucks this sucks it's gonna suck the entire time just put one foot in front of the other you know that was that was a nice that was like a double entendre for you that was a well done (laughs) (laughs) yeah it it, that's that's been a mantra for me and a lot of things in life for for sure it's just keep putting one foot in front of the other and you do that long enough man and good things happen it's it's as simple as that i mean we sometimes we get in our own heads and we overcomplicate life and we overcomplicate you know, the route to get to where we want to be, but, you know, tends to be the heart. You just got to keep, you just got to keep showing up. You just got to keep doing it. And that, that just, you know, means showing up to, you know, the gym, showing up to the diet, showing up to whatever it is and things work out. Definitely. Well, Kev, uh, before we uh, hit the stop button on this one, why don't you tell everybody how they can uh, check out wilderness athlete and uh, some of the stuff you guys do. Sure. Yeah. I mean, we have a great website. Uh, wildernessathlete.com has not only like obviously all of our products and a ton of information on it, but we've got a journal uh, that's on our website as well with a lot of educational material about, you know, whether it's diet, sleep, uh, mental health, uh, just hunt stories, um, even workouts. So it's a, it's a great online journal with a lot of resources on there. But again, our entire product line is on there with a lot of information um probably our greatest resource though you know because i know it can be a bit you know overwhelming when you're just looking at a ton of products and you're not really sure what the right move is just give us a call we've got an incredible customer service team um you can chat with an expert on our website or shoot us an email but you can absolutely just pick up the phone and give us a call um and talk to a real human and you know get some real world feedback and you know advice and that's you know really the best thing i think that we do is is just is talk to people because uh health and and all of this is it's a very personal thing and uh you know sometimes people have certain sensitivities proclivities problems they're trying to overcome so um whatever you need to do get a hold of us if you're not really sure which way to go on some products um and I, I would suggest signing up for our emails. Unlike a lot of companies out there, we don't send a lot of just spammy BS emails. We don't sell our email list to anybody. Uh, chances are when you get an email from us, it's either a new product we're releasing, uh, a discount code, 
or maybe just some workout or something of value. Um, and I think for a lot of folks, when you're kind of looking for some motivation and you're looking for a way to just stay in tune with a routine that you're trying to start, uh, getting some daily reminders and getting something to check into can be really helpful, you know? So uh, I, I'd suggest maybe signing up for emails as well, but yeah, wildernessathlete.com is, is our website. Um, you can find us on Instagram too, which is just at wilderness underscore athlete. And um, yeah, hopefully we talk with some of you. Awesome, man. Well, we appreciate your time today. I mean, it was a, a fun topic for me. I enjoy, uh, you know, kind of doing this stuff that's a little bit different than just, you know, how to put the arrow in the animal. And um, it was good information for me. I thought of some things that I, I want to start doing uh, for Wyoming, and I'm sure Micah did as well. So for we sure. appreciate your time today, and uh, uh, we'll figure it out next time that Arizona time won't mess with me the same as it did. <laughs> Oh, no worries, no worries. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate talking to you guys, and hopefully there was something I said that a listener uh, finds helpful or valuable. But if anybody has any questions for me personally or, or just feedback or anything at all, uh, my email is kevin at wildernessathlete.com, and I'm more than happy to talk with anybody. That's awesome. Kevin, thanks for your time today, bud. Yeah, thank you.